Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello, I'm Shazzy Hunt and this is You Beauty, the podcast for your face. By now, I bet that either you or someone you know or someone in your social media feed owns an at-home LED light mask. You know the type. They look straight out of a Daft Punk music video. In case you didn't already know, the at-home skincare device market is currently booming. It's estimated to be worth around $13 billion worldwide, and beauty companies, both big and small, are wading straight into the LED light mask waters. So when you see so many people using an at-home LED light mask, in addition to them just being everywhere and so readily available to buy, it can be tempting to just jump on that bandwagon without ever stopping to question exactly how these devices work and if they're actually going to be beneficial for you and your skin. To enlighten us on the world of at-home LED light devices, I'm joined today by Dr. Naomi McCullum, a renowned cosmetic doctor from Sydney's The Man's Clinic and also the founder of her own skincare and device line, Dr. Naomi Skin. Dr. Naomi, thank you for joining us on New Beauty. Thanks for having me, Shazzy. Let's start with basics here. What exactly is LED light therapy? Because it's not new. It's been in salons, in professional settings for a long time. It's kind of only new to this home device world. Yeah, it's actually been around for many, many decades. Basically, it's just a way we can repair or rejuvenate the skin. And what exactly does LED even mean? (laughs) It's just a type of light. The LEDs emit photons, which are delivered to the skin via a wavelength, and it's absorbed by our cells. When it's absorbed, it makes the cells photoactivated. When cells are in this photoactivated state, they're able to repair and they're able to function more efficiently. So something like a fibroblast in the skin, that's the collagen maker, will function more efficiently. Okay, so let's think about some of the specific skin concerns that LED light can get in there and address. What is on offer? What can be targeted? So you can target healing. So, you know, if there's a wound or an injury, the other part is the photorejuvenation. And that aspect, it can help a lot of different features on the skin. So it could help with wrinkles, with texture, rough skin. It can help with crepey skin, reduced elasticity, skin color issues like redness or pigmentation. Yeah, lots of things. And basically these different wavelengths that the LED light is able to emit is the key, right? This is what is able to get down there and get deep into the skin. Yeah, it's about what the target is. So we choose the wavelength on what we want to target. I've also seen a number of different colored LED lights, most commonly red and blue, but there's other ones too. Tell me why you have different LED light colors and what each one addresses. The blue light, which is the 415 wavelength, that's typically for acne. Red is the 633. That's a great one for skin rejuvenation, wrinkle reduction, 
anti-inflammatory and for the pigment and redness. And then the infrared is the 830. That goes a little bit deeper and it's great for sun damage and healing too. So in a professional setting, the expert would be able to look at your skin and say, okay, we're going to go with the red today. We're going to go with the blue today, whatever it may be. But at home, we kind of need to know what the different colors do. So you're using the correct color for whatever your skin concern is that you're targeting. Yes, correct. With LED light treatments now, no longer just in that professional setting, what's the difference between having it in office with an expert administering it compared to at home when you were doing it yourself? So that's going to come down to a couple of things. The most important things, I guess, are the wavelength choices. The wavelength in clinic and at the home devices. So some of the in-clinic devices just have one wavelength and so do some of the at-home devices. So you've really got to look at the wavelength of the in-clinic or the home ones. And then the other thing that's really, really important is the irradiance which is basically the power of the device. So the in-clinic ones, they might be a more pure wavelength, as in just having one wavelength, or they might have a higher irradiance. If you are looking to invest in one for home, I imagine they're not all created equal. What should you be looking for when you want to choose a quality at-home LED device? One of the most important things to look at is the irradiance. We don't want it too low, but we also don't want it too high because you can need too many treatments if it's too low. And then if it's too high, you can get into issues with heat. So heat-induced melasma. So I think an irradiance of around 30 up to 50 would be ideal. Going above 50, you would risk heat issues. Will the box actually tell you this? Will the packaging, will the website, or is this something you are going to have to really dig for to find out? The company should be able to tell you. Yeah, they should have it on their website. If they don't, you can always ask. So that's one of the things. Another thing is more colors are not necessarily better. As we just learned, they have different uses. It's not just for fun, disco party at home. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So you really want good research for the wavelengths that you're going to choose. And so... For, I think, 633 and 830 are the best for the intentions that most people are buying. The acne masks will be different, though, so that's the 415. A few other things that will matter, like you want to use it, so it has to be comfortable, you want it to be flexible, you want it to be portable so you don't have to plug it in. You should have a decent warranty just because those bulbs can go. So I think a two-year warranty is really important. Another aspect would be to make sure there's enough coverage. So if it's a face one, make sure that you're getting the whole face covered. What is the difference between the masks, which are very popular, but then there's also the devices like the handheld devices? you look at all the same things. So you'll look at the wavelength, you'll look at the irradiance. It's just a personal preference. I mean, the handheld ones can be quite small. Maybe with the handheld ones, you could target it in a small place or something. And then when we're thinking about the difference between LED face masks and handheld devices, would it be the case then that the handheld devices could be used everywhere else, whereas the masks are restricted to use on your face? So it's definitely not restricted to use on your face. We actually have a deck device, but a lot of our customers take the face device and use it all over their bodies. How do they use the face device? Because I can understand with a handheld device, how do they use the face device on their body? Oh, I'll show you. So you can open it out, use it on your tummy. People use it on their butts, legs, 
Um, so yeah. It's such an interesting part because I thought, oh, no, you get the handheld device if you want to use it on your body, but the mask is for the face, but actually just open it out and it can go anywhere you feel like it. Easy. And totally fine and safe to use on other areas of the body. There's nothing special about the skin on our face versus the body. Fine to use on the body. Mm, what kind of things on the body would it be useful for? What kind of marks or concerns? So people would use it for all the same stuff that's on the face. So for healing or for photo rejuvenation, people might want to use it to improve their tummy skin. They might want it for if they have any pimples that they need to control the inflammation of. Yeah, anything. And same kind of time use, 10 minutes, three times a week, that kind of vibe. Same time use. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Thinking about price, first of all, what's the estimated starting price for a quality at-home LED light device? I think a good benchmark would be around the $600, but it will vary a lot. That's higher than I imagined you would say, but then it's not the highest I've seen by any means or the lowest. When you think about that device price, say around the $600 mark, how does that stack up compared to getting LED light treatments in salon in a professional setting? I think salon treatments will be maybe around a hundred. I'm not sure. So really, it's pretty good value to have a home one. You mm, like six uses basically, and you're already home and hosed. <laughs> that does bring me to the issue of consistency, though. I want to talk about usage first of all. When you are using an LED device, tell me what the process should look like. How you can get the most out of it? Okay. Well, I think the number one thing is if you buy it, use it. Like <laughs> just use it. Use it as directed. So you know, at least three times a week would be great. Ten minutes at a time. That's for my device and. I think it's really good to combine it with good skincare as well. That's really important. Is it okay to do certain steps in your skincare routine and then go to the mask or should it be this whole separate entity? I would use it just on clean skin, so cleansed skin. And is it okay in your regular skincare routine to be using certain active ingredients at the same time as using the mask or is this something that needs to be kept far apart or certain ingredients that should not interact with the LED light? Well, I can only speak for my brand, mm. but it's suitable for use for people on our range as long as they use it on clean skin. Let's talk about safety of LED devices. I mean, with anything electronic, especially something going so close to you know sensitive areas like your eyes, are there any risks at all of LED devices used at home? So yes, there are. They're very low risk devices though, as long as you use it how it's directed. I would say don't keep on repeat, repeat, repeating it because then, you know, the device isn't meant to be used that way. It could get hot and that's not good for people who have melasma pigment. So we don't want that. So please just use it as directed. And I think if you fall down an internet rabbit hole, you might start asking the question about if LED lights have any kind of cancer risk, the idea of putting a light very close to your face might raise that question. 
Yeah, I don't know of any correlation. Can certain skin conditions actually be exacerbated by exposure to LED lights? Not that I'm aware. And like many things in life, as we spoke about before, consistency is key, actually using it, but also the consistency. Realistically, how frequently do you think you need to be using an at-home LED device before you start to see some real tangible results? Three times a week, 10 minutes at a time, and you should start to see results within maybe eight weeks or so. And what are the kind of results you should start to see around that point? What are the things you're looking for that tell you, yes, it's working, keep going? Yeah, I would say if you've got something that you're healing, then you'll see results more quickly. That's one thing I have noticed. All of the skin issues that we talked about before, so just improvement in colour, improvement in texture, improvement in inflammation. What about overuse in terms of doing it more than three times a week? What if you're doing it every night? Is there going to be added benefit or do you start to go the opposite direction and get into detrimental territory? When we're testing the device, we test it with parameters. So I think it's hard to answer that. And that's why we just recommend the parameters that Mm. we test with. It's like three times a week should be enough. So three to five times a week is typical. Dr. Naomi, thank you for helping us wrap our head around at-home LED masks and devices. No worries. Thank you. And thank you for listening today. I'm your host, Chazzy Hunt. My producer is Michaela Floriano. And come back tomorrow to hear our weekly beauty news episode with my lovely co-hosts, Lee and Erin. And if you haven't already, remember to cast your vote in the UBD Awards so you can have your say on the best beauty products going around. You'll find a link to the voting website in the show notes. Speak to you next time.